game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. comes free near the top of the circle and out comes McDavid with speed through center. In over the flyer line, a couple of moves, waiting, the shot scores! Connor McDavid! It is the Oilers' captain flying against Philly tonight. Five points, a goal and four assists as the Oilers win their sixth in a row knocking off Philadelphia 5-2 here at Rogers Place. McDavid getting to 900 career points and beyond, up to 903 after the five points this evening as the Oilers improve to 19-15-1 on the season. Philadelphia now 19-13-5. Stuart Skinner's your winning goaltender with 34 saves and Carter Hart, 32 saves on 37 shots for the Flyers. Shots were about even. I think Hart was busier in terms of grade-A scoring chances. He did everything he could to hold Philadelphia in it, and they were tied 2-2 with three minutes left in the second period, but the Oilers just stuck with it and grabbed yet another victory. We are live in Studio 99. Happy New Year, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, back-to-back five-point games by members of the Edmonton Oilers. Ford Fogle does it on New Year's Eve in Anaheim, and then Connor McDavid comes out tonight and says, yeah, you know what, I guess I'm due for one of my own. Yeah, he uh, he was inspired by what he saw from 37 the other night, and tonight 97 was incredible. He had five, could have had 10. Uh, so you said he's got nine, 903 points? Right, because he started with 898. Okay. Yeah. His second point tonight was 900. Okay, I'm going to throw this out. Is 1,000 points by the season's end out of the question? How many games he got left? Uh, well, no, he'd have to get about two points a game. A game, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, we saw him get over 100 points in the 56-game yeah. season. Well, I mean... Now, that was some of the same opponents over and over again, but, but still. What he's put up over the last 20 games has been incredible. So, uh, I mean, there's something that we can... Well, we can have the Connor 1,000-point watch just adds uh, to the intrigue of the remainder of this season. Uh, he, he was so good tonight. And Carter Hart did the best he could to keep this game close, but eventually Connor McDavid wore him down, and it was the Connor McDavid show. The Japanese Village goal light is on for the second consecutive game on 630Ched.com. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we activate the Japanese Village goal light so you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South, West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Yeah, I, I thought it was a fun game to watch. There were a lot of chances. Philadelphia, I thought, never stopped working. And like I said, they, they worked their way back into the game with that 2-2 tie. But one thing we've seen uh, uh, with the Oilers here, Rob, ever since they started to turn it around after the bad start, and uh, I I mean, in their last 20 games, they've had now two winning streaks of six or longer. The three losses just happened to be all bunched together. But I'm really impressed. There's a consistency in their play. There's a resilience in their play. Um, They're not letting things spiral out of control like they were earlier in the season, you know, where one, two, one goal against might turn into two, three, or four. And then even tonight, Philadelphia ties it it 2-2. Credit to them. 
Two minutes later, the Oilers are back ahead on the big power play goal. Well, are we at the point now where we can say the first 12 games of the season were an aberration and that this right well, now is what Jay we Woodcroft expected? probably wouldn't take what's consolation <laughs> in that. But. No, he might not. Neither would Dave Manson. But what we're seeing over the last 20-some games, this is what we expected from the Oilers. Seriously, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're doing anything... Uh, special where like oh my I didn't see this coming or wow they just knocked these out. they're playing how we all expect them to be we thought they would be a top four team in the National Hockey League uh, they would compete for the conference championship we talked about the fact that they were a Stanley Cup contender so right now all they're doing is what everyone expected they just it was almost though that their season started 12 games into the year uh, so uh, the Philadelphia came in and, and I enjoy watching them play they're, they're exciting, they work hard, but they came out and played a high event game against a team. It was like, okay, they brought the pop guns and the Edmonton Oilers had the machine guns. They, they just didn't have the talent level to be able to trade chances with the Oilers. Uh, they, they gave up odd man breaks, uh, they gave up high quality shots in the slot, uh, they took some needless penalties. Uh, and you can't do that against a team, A, with the talent the Oilers have, but also B, with the talent that's playing as good as it's been playing. And the Oilers right now are just an incredibly confident club. I mean, Warren Fogle's going between guys' legs uh, at the blue line. This is a team that is uh, scoring pretty goals, getting big saves, physical when they need to. Uh, what were they tonight? Five for five in the penalty kill? Uh, they And I don't think Philadelphia even could get set up at times. So this is a team that's everything's going right for them. And uh, again, I, I, when the Oilers take the ice each and every night, I, I, I have a hard time thinking that at the end of the night they're not going to get two points. Well, and that's... I, I know Philadelphia eventually equalized after that 2 nothing lead. And as you've pointed out and we've seen around the NHL, games are higher scoring. Mm-hmm. It, you know, blowing a 2 nothing lead doesn't mean one team was bad defensively. Other teams just rally and have a lot of talent. But I was looking at the stats before this game. The Flyers are 24th in goals for. No credit for what they do defensively yep. on the penalty kill, but they're 24th in goals for. And coming into the game, they were 10.5% on the power play. So, you know, I was thinking, okay, if the Oilers get a lead tonight, yeah. which they did, can Philadelphia push in a game where they might need three, four, or five to win? And ultimately, they, they couldn't. The Oilers got to those goals well, first. Well, and that's why the, 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 the needless or careless penalty they took at the end of the second period. If they go into the third period tied 2-2, and they started thinking, okay, close to the vest third period, let's wait for our break and maybe we can come out with two points. But they take a needless penalty. The Oilers capitalize. Now it's 3-2. So now Philadelphia Flyers need four to win. And this is a team that doesn't score four goals. And when you need to score and you're not an offensive team, you start cheating or you start taking higher risk, higher chances. And when you do that, you give up odd man breaks. And that's where the Oilers are so effective. If, you know, we'll, we'll give you that chance because we're going back the other way and we like our chances better of scoring. So uh, the Oilers have higher end players that are capable of capitalizing because the Flyers did have good chances. They had two breakaways in this game. They didn't score in either one of those. So there were opportunities. Stuart Skinner played well, and the Edmonton Oilers in a high event game against a team that's not as strong offensively is usually going to win that game. So 5-2, the Oilers take it. Again, six consecutive victories for the Oilers. McDavid, a goal, and four assists, all primary assists. Not that there's anything wrong with secondary assists. They're all, <laughs> they're all points. But, I mean, he was so... Um, I mean, as he often is, it's not as if this is a news flash, but but just so involved and so energized tonight. And 
you know, you know, the spinning behind the back pass to Hyman right on the tape, mm-hmm. and then even that pass to Nugent Hopkins, and a great finish by Nuge too. But I mean, to me, this was one of Connor's best games of the season. I agree, and I mean, he had five; he could have had ten. There was a number of great plays. It's funny; we we we're fortunate we get to watch these guys play every night. So there's a lot of times where, and we sit in the press box about 280 feet above ice level. So we can see what's going to happen. The goal where he set up Leon Dreisaitl, I mean, we're sitting up there, okay, he's going to go, he's going to go down, he's going to get pull everyone down low, then he's going to go back to Leon for a one-timer. We can all see that happening. I'm guessing the Flyers probably know that's going to happen, yet he's still able to execute it and pass the puck between four sets of sticks and puts it exactly where Leon wanted it for a big one-timer. That was a big goal at that moment, too. Yeah, Connor has had some very good games this year, but he hasn't had a lot of the breakout ones where we've seen. Tonight was one of those breakout ones where he wasn't going to be denied. He, he wanted the puck, and I just talking with Bob upstairs, he had no points last time these two teams play. Now That was an awful game all it, around. All around. But, yeah. I mean, when I played, or most players can't remember what they did a month ago against a team. The great ones always remember. Right. This team shut me down. Okay. They shut me down last game. Let's see if they can do it two games in a row. They're not going to. So, I don't know if he'll ever admit it, but I, I'm pretty sure in the back of his mind, all right, let's go out and have fun tonight. And he was certainly having fun in this game. Well, and that, that goal, the tricycle. I mean, we're so used to now Drysaddle scoring goals with that one-timer. We had a little feature before the game about, I mean, that one was actually from a quote-unquote normal spot out of the ice. Oh, and that was from distance, <laughs> from too. From distance, too. But that's another thing. You, you, you see guys get robbed. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you, you go in, you're a 10-15 to 15 goal scorer, you try to shoot glove side, goalie picks it off. Next time you have a chance, well, I better not shoot glove because he, he beat me last time. So now I'll do blocker, five-hole. I mean, heart robbed Leon on a yep. one-timer in the first period. Like, a great save. And But, again, Leon, I think same thing for Okay, you stop one. Try, I, here, try it Here again. comes another Howitzer. How well, are you going to do this time? A lot of the goals that – I mean, it's funny because it was a couple of years ago when Connor was starting to one-time it more, and there was the one video of Leon making fun of him after the game. Right. Says, yeah, it was like a little pop gun. A fluff or something. A little fluff, yeah. yeah. So t- tonight, I mean, a lot of Leon's goals – they're, they're not as, they don't have to be heavy. What he does is from incredible angles hit the net, which is ver- most players can't do that. And when I say most, I'm saying 97% of them. But this one that he scored tonight, he just that was just a bomb. Like he powered it through Hart. That was from way out. Hart came across and he still couldn't pick it up because it was so heavy. Leon Dreisettle, one of the best, if not the best one-timer in the National Hockey League with both the velocity and the accuracy. And on that one right there, I mean, he was above the tops of the circles when he fired that. And Carter Hart, who was outstanding tonight, had no chance on it. So it's a 5-2 Edmonton Oilers victory over the Flyers. Uh, McDavid gets his 14th, Hyman his 22nd, Konechny and Mark Stahl. Nice story for him. Yep, very good stuff. Like I said, turns 37 in a couple weeks. Hasn't played much this year, just his 15th game because of injury. Uh, That tied at 2-2. Then Nuge gets his 10th. Dreisaitl is 18th. And Nugent Hopkins his 11th. And Hyman just continues this uh, incredible... I mean, it's it's almost at the point with Hyman where you're surprised if he doesn't score in a game. And again, he could have had two or three tonight. Hyman? Yeah. He was another strong game. Zach Hyman is one of those guys that at the end of the night, yep, Zach Hyman had a good game. He's just so incredibly consistent because it's all little things. And when 
the scoring chances are there. He's done other things. He's finished checks. He's been good on the four check. It was a good back check. So he always does the little things right. But what we're seeing right now is he, he thinks the game well. Playing with, Con everyone's playing with Connor is easy. It's not. Playing with a, a guy that thinks the game as fast as Connor does, that plays the game as fast as Connor does, you, you can't hesitate. You must know what's going to happen before it happens. And Hyman has done an incredible job reading these. And I know that Con or Leon was talking about Fogel and McLeod, and he said, when you play in the top six, you have to play with consistency. You can't just be good once or twice. You have to do it every night. When you're playing with Connor McDavid, you've got to finish. You can't, oh, he had six or seven chances. Oh, they're going to come next game. Oh, he's been a couple games without a goal, but he's getting those opportunities. Uh-uh, when you're on the first line, you've got to produce. And that's what Zach Hyman's doing. And he's doing it on a, a, an incredible pace. He's going to, if everything continues the way it is, he's going to shatter his record that he set last year for most goals in his career in a season. Uh, and it's, it's just fun watching it because he's one of those guys you cheer for because he's an everyday dude that goes out and does everything the proper way a uh, nice guy and right now uh, he is just he's got magic on his stick if he continues to get the chances he's going to continue to put it in i can tell you this from experience when you're putting the puck in the net the guy that makes the passes is going to keep looking for you. Right. Because if you're not scoring, he's going to look for someone else to pass to. All right, he's missed the last three. I'm going to go the other side now. He's going to continue to look for Zach Hyman because Zach Hyman has been outstanding all season long. Yeah, 22 uh, goals now in 34 games. And he won a bet with Bob Stoffer, which maybe is the well, most difficult that. thing he's done this How year. hard is that, though? Seriously. I, did, I, I don't know if you, I watched both the football games yesterday. They were incredible football games, both college games. I... I was very interested. I did hear about the bet. Uh, Alabama, I have actually, it's weird. I haven't heard Bob at all mention Alabama today on the radio. Oh, he did earlier. Oh, did he? I must, yes. I, I must have been when I turned it off or went and listened to a different <laughs> channel. But um, I, I didn't hear what Bob had to do. Did he have to wear a Michigan hat? Or he wore Michigan? a Michigan toque. Oh, did he? Yes, and they had a, an interview where... Did he do it? Did he... Oh, was that the skating video I have? Did he have the Michigan... No, no, the skating videos from oh, two months ago. <laughs> oh, that ago. was before... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not... <laughs> skating video has nothing to do with the bet. Okay. Oilers win 5-2 tonight over the Philadelphia Flyers. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Five points for this man, Connor McDavid. What did you, uh, what'd you like about your team's game tonight, Connor? You had to be a little bit patient. And... Yeah, I think I liked the patience of it. You know, obviously... Um, they're a hard-working team. They don't give up much. They defend really well, and I thought, you know, we uh, kind of stuck with it, and I thought Stu made some great saves, and, um, you know, we found a way to score a couple, and, you know, it was... It was a good win. good win. You guys, you rattled off eight before. You're six in a row now. Like You're putting together significant streaks that are really putting a dent in the work you kind of created for yourselves earlier this year. Well, I mean, yeah, we're still working our way out of it, obviously. Still working our way out of the, the hole we created. And, um, you know, it takes these stretches to, to, to get out of it. And, you know, we've had a few good ones and need to keep it rolling. It's unusual for a team to be 30th and now maybe one of the best teams in the, in the league. And you guys kind of... 
marvel at what you've been able to accomplish because it was some hard sledding to get out of that initial hole. Yeah, some ugly, some ugly times in this room. Uh, some, so, um, you know, we, we know what that's like and we certainly like this side of it a lot better. Obviously winning games and um, feeling good about ourselves. Um, you know, it takes a lot of work and that's what we're doing. 900, just another number for you, or is it another nice milestone to get to? Yeah, it's another nice milestone. It's kind of, you know, one that's just kind of along the way. And, um, this chance to reflect and look back on some of the work you've done and, you know, feel good about that. As Bob passed to Zach and that first one, obviously you saw him coming out of your one shoulder. How did you see that play, I guess? Yeah, just, you know, obviously, obviously Zach, you know, works tremendously hard. And, you know, if I kind of came down the wall and I saw him go to the net and just tried to get it to him, I thought that was the best way to get it to him and um, he puts on a great move and um, scores a big goal. When you got guys, guys like Zach, like Ryan, that can put those chances away, I guess, mm-hmm. how big is that? Well, it's been, yeah, it's super important. You know, scoring goals in this league is is you know one of the hardest things to do. Um, you know, and the, there's a reason that guy, that guys who score goals get paid so much money. It's a difficult job, and you know, Nuge and, and Zach, and, you know, a lot of guys have been doing a great job of scoring goals. All right, that's Connor McDavid. No surprise, first star in this game with five points. The second star with three points, including two goals. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the third star. With a goal and two assists is Zach Hyman. They're a line. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't, wasn't it last game where the entire dry settle line were the stars, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. So, so that's so pretty good. So next game, Ryan, Yan, Mark, and Kane. Due for a big game. Our fourth star presented by Jandell Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Uh, I'm going to go with, with Stuart Skinner. I mean, that line scored all the goals, so offensively, I mean, Leon was good, but uh, Skinner also, another strong performance. A couple of breakaways. Uh, when Philly did push, he made the saves that he needed to do. So to me, um, Stuart Skinner just continues these long great stretch that he's been on and to me was a four star yeah he bumps his record up to 15 9 and 1 on the season as the Oilers beat the Philadelphia Flyers 5-2 tonight the Flyers now with just one win in their last six and the Oilers have won six straight Uh, Oilers now on home ice 10 6 and 1 they did lose their last two at home feels like a while ago the last two on that home stand but uh, uh, for a while on home ice uh, what were they one Four and one, and the one win <laughs> was in a football stadium. So yeah, they they've turned it around here. Al Rogers place uh, as well. All right, we're happy to hear from you. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You're also going to hear from Hyman Nugent Hopkins and head coach Chris Knobloch as we move through the evening here on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Tried to pass it. That goes off the stick of Couturier. He gets it out. Breakaway pass. Farabee in the shot. Oh, the stop by Skinner with a right pad. Yeah, pretty good date for Stu Skinner as well. That's his save the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. The Oilers beat the Philadelphia Flyers 5-2. Six straight wins for your Edmonton Oilers. So what, that makes them 14-3 in their last 17 games? That's very good, Rob. That's a pretty good, well, what else? so they were going to play after Christmas. It was it 14 games and they've played four now? They have 10 games coming up here. I... To beat in the 10 games they have left, they could go 9-1. and one. And what would that be record then? They're 
14 and three. Well, they could be yeah over 25, up 28 wins if you got them going. Yeah, but what, what's the stretch they're on right now? Did you just say we were 14 and three in the last? Oh seven? yeah, sorry, 14 and three in the so last 17. They could be oh like 23 and 23 four, and four seven game stretch. I mean, the, they are playing that well right now. And again, this is uh, they have an, a stretch of games against a lot of the teams that aren't as high in the standings. Uh, this and a lot of home games and a lot of rest. Uh, this is where the Oilers are going to pick up a lot of points or should pick up a lot of points. And by the end of January, it should be soundly in a playoff spot and then start trying to find, climb the way in and maybe possibly get into the top three uh, as they go forward. Their, their schedule, though, does get much harder yep. come February, but they got to take advantage of these ones before their next mini break. The donation tonight from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. 500 bucks to 630 Ted Santa's Anonymous. James H. Brown giving $100 every time the Oilers score. Okay, I know we got a couple guys on hold, but first, let's go down to the Hall of Fame room. It's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. Some guys have been showing up and on the score sheet more than others, um, but are having their nights. Um, we joked um, after the game in um, Anaheim that McDavid could add five points in the first period. We felt that he was involved so much and just didn't get his first point until third period. Um, AC had it built up in him for tonight. Um, yeah, no, I thought, you know, there's a lot of good performances tonight and obviously highlighted by Connor with his five points, yes. To follow up, Chris, I wonder if it seemed like you're watching an Erie Otters game from a few years ago with, with a... Um, yeah, no, it looked uh, pretty easy for him. Um, yeah, it was nice. He was flying and making unbelievable plays. Uh, and he did all that tonight, and I looked. I couldn't believe he only had 16 and a half minutes of ice time. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it was quite remarkable what he was doing. But never, never surprises me. I'm over that phase of him surprising me because he's done it so much. So I'm just, it's, it's, you just like to enjoy it. Think of how many he could have had if he played a bit more, right? Yeah. Um, no, I wonder about Sue Skinner. He made a couple big saves for you. Um, just maybe, what do you think about his game tonight and just the way he's been progressing over the last little while here? I am very happy with the way he's been playing, and same with Perks. Our goaltending has been um, very solid, um, giving us exactly what we need. And... Um, you know, I think our team has been playing better defensively in front of them. Um, a little more structure and goaltendings. When there's more predictability, it's easier for them to play. And I think there's been more of that. Absolutely, there's breakdowns. We're giving up chances that we shouldn't have, especially in the second period. Some odd man rushes where we're not coming back. They're getting um, a better look than they should have. And... Um, that's where you need your goal attender to come up with some big saves. And I think uh, definitely during this run, we have been getting some big saves, a lot of saves. Uh, Chris, Hyman's got uh, 22 goals now. He's not a natural goal scorer, he says, but uh, the puck just keeps going in the last 20 or so games. So what are you seeing from him that, that uh, makes him so uh, dangerous? Well, I... I Obviously, Zach's a great hockey player, and um, we're going to have to call him a bit of a liar for saying that he's not a goal scorer because he certainly is uh, pulling that off pretty well. Um, he just does so many good things. And the last goal with uh, Nugent Hopkins, um, 
Yes, Connor made a really nice pass. Nugent Hopkins stops it and makes a nice shot. But the wall work, how that puck was able to get out loose for Connor to pick it up, um, it all starts with Zach. So, is you know, I'm very impressed with his goal scoring, but it's those little plays on the wall that I'm really appreciate so obviously that lines has some chemistry they're playing really well um, and each one provides a little something different but um, yeah we're just trying to continue that momentum as long as we can how much is that also playing together on the power play the same three guys playing a power play same three guys playing the same line um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think anytime good chemistry with the more time you spend with somebody, uh, whether you're on the ice, on the bench, in the dressing room, you're sitting beside each other, it just allows yourself to talk and communicate what you like and what they see on the ice. Um, so yeah, whatever they're doing, it's working. Chris, when you guys gave a couple of goals back, a bit of a lull there, like what, what are you seeing in your group when bad things are happening right now, just in terms of the resilience and you know the interactions you're seeing on the bench? How are they doing with that part of it? Um, they're handling very well. Um, you know, I think early, it was a different situation when I came here. You look at the standings, losing, and there's a lot of frustration. And you know, if we give up those two goals in the second period the way we did, I'm sure we wouldn't have handled it the same as we would have, um, you know, two months ago. But now it's, yeah, we made some mistakes. We can't do that again. Let's get back to work and play the right way. And it's, it just, they, they become unfazed. So it's nice to see them very mature on the bench. Chris, you've talked, and so has Paul Coffey, a lot about you want your guys to make plays with the puck. Don't just, you know, dump it in, try to make a play. Tonight, there's a few more guys. How do you see a coach when, when you see guys, you know, they're trying to make a play, but maybe it's a bit too fancy, like a, a blind backhand pass in the neutral zone. It's not leading to anything of a rush the other way. Do you just say, okay, that's part of it because I want guys to make play? How do you find the balance of making plays? Because every now and then, some of them are going to have to be risky. Yeah, no, it's... Hey. As a coach, you always say, what are their intentions? Are their intentions, was there something? Sometimes there's a lane that looks open and the other team gets a stick in the way and they intercept a pass. And as a coach, you, you can't get upset with that. You just, that's hockey. You are going to make mistakes. But in that same situation where they're trying to thread it through um, a couple feet or where it's congested there's not much of a play there it's a whole play and it's at the end of their shift you know those factors play in 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 their decision making and um, you know as coaches as a staff we're just trying to encourage them to make the right decisions and doing the best we can and um, you know through that communication on the bench um, video the next day um, controlling their ice time I don't know there's a there's a lot of factors and you know tonight I think around the offensive zone blue line we had some cycles and we had some nice plays that led to offensive chances um, against Anaheim last game where tonight it was probably a little too risky there wasn't enough room um, so I think we're being a little more um, not as cautious, a little careless, I think, tonight. But, you know, I think overall we'll address that and kind of um, get a little better at that, that area. Chris, just there, just speaking of nice passes, what was your initial thoughts on McDavid's behind-the-back pass to Hyman? Yeah, that was a nice pass. Um, I just 
like I said, nothing nothing amazes me with him, um, or at least I, I tell myself I'm not going to get amazed, and then I and then he does it. But um, just just another excellent play by him. Did you get to see it, or did you have to watch it on the scoreboard because it was in the same corner? I guess uh, on the scoreboard. I didn't see it live. All right, that's Chris Knobloch, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers after a 5-2 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. And, yeah, I had that kind of uh, fun question. Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic was joking around. Imagine if you played McDavid more. Uh, yeah, that was McDavid, funny. <laughs> McDavid did have five points. You should point this out. In 16.35 of ice time, so pretty good when you can average a point about every three minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, if they would have played him 25, it might have broke the all-time record. Uh, what I, I liked in, in the... The, the conversation that he had with the media when he talked about making plays and not being scared. And I love how he talked, you know, I want to know what the player's intent was. Was there uh, an opening? Could you see something that got closed off where the other team made a play on you? Or were you forcing something? And I think that's a, as a player, you can see some things and you're like, okay, I can make that play and it's there. And then the opposition team does something good defensively, gets a stick. And the coaches don't get mad at that. Uh, or shouldn't. And I like when he says, okay, we're fine with that because the other team made a play. What I don't want to see is you forcing something or hope plays. Right. And I think that's, as a player, you can accept that from a coaching staff. You're like, okay, I'm allowed to make plays, and if I make a mistake, I'm not going to be sat on the end of the bench. But I also got to be cognizant of, is there a play that's to be made, or am I just doing this and hoping something works out? The beginning of the season, the Oilers were doing a lot of hope plays that weren't turning out well, and they are much better. Now, again, tonight, I think they were a little loose at times, and the Flyers did create some opportunities off of it. Uh, I think Connor was all world tonight that uh, helped uh, cover up some of those, but I, I think the players are playing a lot freer under Chris Knobloch than they were earlier in the season because there is no fear. And you, as a player, Connor and Leon never played with fear, but other guys would because they know that they could get benched. And I, I see the other players in the lineup making plays that they may not have made at season's beginning. So McDavid gets five points, Nugent Hopkins and Hyman three each, Dreisaitl two points, Cody Ceci and Vinny DeHarnay added assists tonight. The Oilers' top faceoff man in terms of percentage. James Hamlin went 5 out of 7 for 71%. Again, he, he just does his job each and every night. Um, makes smart plays. Although there was the one tonight, I don't know if you remember, he did a very, made a really good jo- uh, play in his own end defensively. And he got the puck, except his body was taking him east to west. And he had to go in front of his own net carrying the puck. And there was nobody there to help him out. And he wanted to pass it, but he was the angle wasn't good. And I'm sure there was just that slight bit of fear in there. If some guy hits my stick and I shoot it in my own net. But he made it all the way across, got the puck behind the net to the defenseman. Uh, Hamlin and his line mates were fine. I, a guy like Hamlin, a guy like Adam Ernie, they understand where they sit in the pecking order. They know Holloway's getting healthy. They know Gagne's getting healthy. So every time they step on the ice, they have to have a good shift because they want to stay in the lineup or at least know that uh, they will get an opportunity again if the lineup isn't there for the next game. But I thought Hamlin was, again, he gives you everything he has every single night. You never get shortchanged by James Hamlin, and I thought tonight was another one of those games. Well, and after taking a puck up high in the first five minutes of the game and looking very uncomfortable on the bench, got hit with a 
shot coming in from the point. So you're thinking, is he even going to oh, be able to come back? In he's game? coming. But he, Trust he me, was good. a player in his position, they will come back no matter what. There might be broken bones. They're not missing out on an opportunity to play an NHL hockey game. Sixth straight win for the Oilers, 5-2 over the Flyers. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline. We have Jason standing by. Hi, Jason. Go ahead. Hey guys, uh, great to hear you guys again. Hey, I got a couple questions here for you. Um, I know Kane, he's down on the third line, but you know, you're looking at uh, Dreisaitl and Fogel and McLeod, they're playing such a, um, a good game right now. Do you ever see him coming back to that second or first line? And does that do anything for his confidence just because he is that type of player? Um, a good question. Uh, it's funny. I, I watch body language of players and I know that Evander Kane has said a couple things post-game. It was before Christmas about ice time or about his, where, who he's playing with. Um, right now, the lines ahead of him or the players ahead of him are, pl- are outplaying him. And you're not breaking anything up to do with Connor McDavid's line. It's the best line in hockey. Fogle, uh, McLeod, and, and Leon have been excellent together. They had another good game tonight. Their stats don't show it, but they had a number of good looks. And this is a game after all three of them were stars. So these lines aren't set in stone. In a perfect world, I think Evander Kane is your second line left winger. They need Evander Kane playing like he's capable of playing. He is a playoff style type of player. Big, strong, physical, plays a little nasty and can score goals. Uh, his watching him tonight, uh, he didn't, he struggled at times with the puck. And to me, that's the, the confidence isn't as high as it was. He had an eight-game stretch where I thought he was the best player for eight games. Every night. He was better than Connor Lynn. He dominated. Uh, and he, he had swagger in his game. I didn't see that tonight. And, yeah, it, it, when you expect to be a 20-minute-a-night top six forward and you're not, it'll mess with your confidence a little. Got another one, Jason? Yeah, um, I guess uh, also, too, uh, the way Skinner and uh, Pickard are playing, um, is, is Holland even kind of still on the on the board of uh, looking, still looking? Um, I Obviously, I know uh, Toronto's still looking for a goaltender um, uh, because of uh, who Samson Ossie sent down, but um, are they always looking, or do they stand pat and hopefully Soup can come back? I think they're always looking, personally, and Pickard has played well, yep. but if you're, I mean, any, any position, if you think, well, I think this guy's better and I can get him, you got to yep. look and you got to try. 100%. Uh, I, I think that teams that have an extra goalie right now are holding out to get as much as they can because there are other teams looking. I, if you watch over the course of the last number of playoffs, two goalies are not enough come playoff time. Uh, last year in the playoffs, I think it was Carolina and Pittsburgh both went down to their third goal- string goalie. The Vegas Golden Knights were on their fourth string goalie. So the Edmonton Oilers, I, I believe, would want uh, more insurance in net. If they could find an upgrade on Calvin Pickard, I'm sure that would be fantastic for them. Um, but it might come at a cost. And I think that's what you got away if you can't haul it. Yeah, I always look at it too big picture for a player's career. And I, I, like, I'm no disrespect towards Pickard. He's, he's played well. He's done exactly what has been asked of him. But there's a reason he's been in the minors most of the last six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, even going back seven or eight years, he's only played about 30 NHL games. Uh, and he don't forget, he was in the Oilers organization last year. 
And last year there were times where Campbell's play was quite concerning as well, mm-hmm. and they didn't they they didn't call him up. So that shows you how you know he's perceived. I think not just by the Oilers, but in the hockey world. So now again, full credit for what he's done. Yep. You like you said, Rob, a lighter month. You might not need him a ton, but again, like with any other position. Is, can and you that's, improve that's then? an important well, one. Can you improve? Can you improve at uh, top six left winger? Can you improve at third line center? Can you improve on... Well, bringing Nick Huckstad last year. 100%. They could have said, well, you know what? We're, we're on a pace to win 50 games with the fourth line we have. So why yep. do we need Nick so Well, he, the, the Edmonton... I, I think Ken Holland has proven over the last couple of years that he's going all in. They, this team has been built to win a Stanley Cup now. So if he feels that he can find something better in net going forward... Now, again, it's not going to be better than Stuart Skinner. They are going to look for someone to compliment him. Uh, if they can improve on Calvin Pickard, they will. But again, to do that, it's going to cost the Oilers something. And I don't know what they've got for capital to trade. And it's got to fit into their salary cap. If they bring well, in someone the with money, then they've got to, they can't just give draft picks or they can't just give minor league players like a Broberg because they have to have, the Oilers have no cash cap room. So whatever comes in cap-wise has to go the other way. Oilers win 5-2 over the Flyers. Chantel is a winner tonight of a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card because of Set the Line, which I put at 5.5 combined points for McLeod, Dreisaitl, and Fogel. Dreisaitl got two, so it is under. So Chantel gets that gift card. We got Haz on the line as well. Hi, Haz. Thanks for calling. Yeah, for sure, uh, Reed. Rob, it's good to hear uh, you guys' show. I love it. Um, never called before, so first time I've called. I've actually been on Reed's show there as a guest one night. But uh, I'm, oh, really? Funny, what, what about? I had the, the golf course that I built there, Reed, if you remember. I, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yes. That was a while back, but uh, I'm working on the second one right now. But anyways, uh, Reed, uh, I think the four-star, I think you guys were off a little bit. The, uh, the camera guy. They kept going to torts on the bench. I would have given oh. four star there. <laughs> we, well, we don't watch the TV as much when we're at home, so thanks for pointing yeah. out. Was Turts pretty? He was a little surly this morning. Was he like that throughout the game? Oh, gee, it was it was fantastic seeing the expressions on his face after after penalties and goals and stuff. It was great, yeah. But on on a serious note, um, I just want to chat a little bit about the the blue line on the in, in the offensive zone. I've never seen the Oilers. Like they're controlling the puck so much on the on their offensive uh, blue line, is that a little bit of the influence with with coffee? Do you think, or what, what do you think on that? Well, it's a good point. You mean like coming across the blue line, having guys come up high, and, and uh, a couple times. Well, Connor tonight, Connor came up, high picked the puck up, and Leon him crisscross. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, the one thing that uh, everything I've heard when the players talk is that Paul Coffey wants them to make plays. Uh, don't just give the puck away. And that yeah, means sometimes sure. holding on to it a little bit longer and looking for a play. Now, you don't want all of your players doing that because some players are going to be better at than others. But the Oilers are a puck possession type hockey team. And they're not afraid to use the entire zone to, to possess the puck. And tonight was another example is they guys will come up high, defense will go down low, yeah. and the, the Oilers are very good at it. I think yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I, I'd have to... Well, we don't have every game on tape, Rob, unless you got them all on VHS, but... I mean, we remember how when we McClellan, like, they report the defense would activate. Yep. Like, remember sometimes that one game we pointed out where, like, Luch was the high guy because the defense was recycling down <laughs> low, but, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a different... Uh, 
formation or a different tactic? Because teams do want to involve their defensemen they do. in the forecheck. Um, uh, the Oilers do it more with some of their skilled forwards coming back and flip-flopping. There, there'll be times where Connor will come up outside the blue line, pick up some speed, then come back in, mm -hmm. and he gets hit high. Uh, I think right now you just you'll see it more when your team is confident. If your team's not confident, they do not want to play with the puck at the blue line, they will just throw it in the corner. This team is has got swagger in their game, so they're not afraid to make plays along the blue line. They'll take an extra... I mean, a great example, the goal that... I guess the game-winning goal by Nugent Hopkins. Capek, uh, how do you say his name? Number 11? That was the power play. Yeah, well, yeah what's is it? Ka oh, Konechny? Konechny. He has a chance. If he pokes the puck past Bouchard at the blue line, he's got a breakaway. But Bouchard stayed on the blue line. He put his feet against the boards, kept the puck in, and then he fired it behind the net and turns into a goal. That could have gone the other way, but that is a confident player in Bouchard. Instead of backing off and playing a one-on-one, -on -one, he's like, nope, I'm going to make the play, and he did. And the Edmonton Oilers get a lead going into the third. Ekholm and Bouchard often the pairing out with the McDavid line. McDavid line. Uh, certainly Nurse and CeCe will, will get involved. You don't see it as much from DeHarnay and, and Kulak. They, they understand their strengths. Kulak will cut well, down low if he sees a lane. Well, he's a, sure. great, he's a yeah. great skater. Um, yeah. Great skaters are not afraid to get involved deep in the zone because they know they can get back. Uh, DeHarnay is not going to go down as much because he knows now it's a race going right. back and he's not going to win them all. But the others, uh, for the most part, on the back end, they move they move pretty well. They got good feet, so they they do get they get up in the play. They create opportunities, and it's really hard to defend when the defenseman that you are looking at all of a sudden is down low and causes confusion amongst the defenders. All right, we'll uh, call a quick timeout here. You're going to hear from Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. They had big games. We got Roderick up next on the Certainty Hotline. 5-2, the Oilers take down the Flyers. Six straight wins. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. On the right wing point, Bouchard. Great job to keep it in. We're into the last minute of the second. Pass out. McDavid to Nugent Hopkins. Scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins gives the Oilers a 3-2 lead. And Nuge would score again as the Oilers beat the Flyers 5-2. He's up to 11 goals on the season. Connor McDavid has a goal and four assists. And he hit career point number 900 tonight. Actually got to 9.03. 5-2 over the Flyers. Here's Nugent Hopkins. Discuss maybe, Ryan, your, your line. Uh, <laughs> with the right 11 points. And it just seemed like one of those nights that as many things that could go right uh, virtually did. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to to build off uh, the chemistry that we built over the past uh, few weeks here and um, obviously we're trying to, to um, be defensive first and, and kind of go from there and um, yeah I mean it's obviously tonight uh, it's nice to be able to click like that and uh, watch them going. I feel like I mean, yeah, it's been a long time but still there's some head shakers from Connor that just kind of <laughs> yeah yeah I mean most nights <laughs> I mean it's uh, uh, played for, with him for a long time obviously 600 games so that's a lot of hockey but uh, definitely uh, always finds a way to, to bring something new to the table when he's on like that what's it like to play with him and knowing that you know he's just he's, he's yeah just I mean give him the puck and get open and uh, <laughs> usually a plan but uh, obviously um, 
you usually can find a way to beat one or two guys, so you got to uh, try to get open for them and uh, obviously support them and uh, do some work for them. Ryan, another night where you made some big saves and called upon similar to the L.A. game. Yeah, absolutely, um, especially at uh, key moments of the game. Uh, he had to come up big, a couple power plays where uh, they had some good looks, and uh, he, he was really solid for us. So definitely a key contributor to the night. It just does seem like you guys are being more patient nowadays. Like the game was tight, the game was tight, then you pulled away as opposed to maybe chasing the game earlier this year. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think it's a good sign for our team. I thought uh, the L.A. game, same kind of thing. Two shots going into the second period, um, and we just stuck with it. And tonight, uh, we had the same mentality going into uh, playing against these guys. We know that they've been rolling. Uh, they're a hard team to play against. We saw that in Philly earlier in the year, and uh, our mindset was to stick with it uh, for the whole 60, and uh, came up down top here. Ryan, you guys had a run of eight, you know, six here, I think, now. Like you guys are putting together really meaningful streaks here. Um, I mean, how much of a difference does that make considering the start? Yeah. Of course, we put, uh, put ourselves uh, behind the eight ball a little bit early, and uh, you almost have to, to find these streaks uh, to get yourself back in it. Um, you know, you're going to um, lose one or two here and there, uh, but I think the important thing is to, to not go the, let it go the other way. You can't lose two in a row. You can't lose three in a row. Uh, find a way to bounce back every night, and uh, I mean, obviously, six in a row is a good sign for a team, but a long way to go. Brian, you know you were asking about Connor a little bit earlier on, but just to circle back, um, you know, 900, I guess 903. What is that? What kind of comes Yeah, to pretty mind-boggling um, to be able to do that uh, this day and age uh, in 600 games. It's, uh, I don't know, there's, you guys see it every night too. It's uh, uh, pretty crazy to, uh, to have the impact uh, every night that he does. That is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, his first goal, the highlight we played on the power play, the update there for Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online, conlonmotorsports.ca. Edmonton 1 for 4 on the power play, Philly 0 for 4. The Oilers did also score a goal 6 on 5, the dry settle goal with the delayed penalty coming. Yeah, they had a tired group out there, and the Oilers passed it around. That was a really pretty play where Connor took the puck from one side, skated all the way around. He just waited for the perfect passing lane and then set it up on a tee for Leon. That was the bomb from the point, a one-timer that Carter Hart had zero chance on. Sharks and Red Wings are in the third period tied at two as we update the Advantage Trailer Rentals scoreboard, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. The Maple Leafs lead the Kings 2-0 with 15 minutes left. Canucks got five in the first period, went on to beat the Senators 6-3. Senators are here on Saturday. Avalanche over the Islanders 5-4 in overtime. Nathan McKinnon, the game winner, 32 seconds into overtime, his 20th of the season. Panthers beat the Coyotes 4-1. Jets knock off the Lightning 4-2. Preds shut out Chicago 3-zip. Calgary gets a 3-1 win in Minnesota. Canadians only had 18 shots, but they beat Dallas 4-3. Bruins over the Blue Jackets 4-1. Hurricanes hammer the Rangers 6-1. Capitals over the Penguins 4-3. So with that Arizona loss and the Oilers win. The Oilers are uh, one point out of a playoff spot. By the way, Seattle's won five in a row now. Yeah, they're playing much better hockey. Uh, they're getting goaltending. Their goaltender got hurt. They went to their backup and uh, I think it's Joey Decord has been yep. outstanding since he's taken over. Both the So Arizona has 40 points. Edmonton and Seattle has 39. The Oilers with one game in hand on Arizona and three on Seattle. The Oilers have played 
they played the oh, LA's only at 33. So LA's played the fewest games in the West, uh, and then the Oilers. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Roderick standing by. Roderick, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hi, how are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Not a first time caller. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Uh, but it was what a game tonight, eh? They played really well. Yeah, they're they're looking good. All right, so I have two questions for you guys. My first one is a little bit similar to Jason's first question. Go ahead. All right, so we have a team that's playing defensively now, unlike the last, the, sorry, the first 12 games of the season. And then we have a goaltender who we're paying $5 million and he's playing in the minors right now. But you talk to anybody who knows him personally, apparently he's one of the, like, the nicest people in the world, and we've seen him be a great goaltender. But he's clearly somebody who gets in his head. Um, with the way the Oilers are playing, how would you see his play if they bring him back up in the near future? I, I, I don't see him coming up in the near future until he plays well in the minors. Fair. And uh, if he, I, Honestly, Reed and I have talked about it. When he first got sent down to the minors, I don't believe that they thought they were sending him down for the year. I yeah. think they wanted him to go down, find his game away from the glare and of the spotlight here in Edmonton and just go become the goalie that they hoped he would be. And he struggled. Uh, he has thrown together some good games, but then all of a sudden he'll have a, a clunker. So I don't believe they will bring him up until he is playing well down there. And I think if he does play another game, and now I think it's if, yep. if he does play another game with you others, I believe it'll be a game on the road. I don't think they will start him in a game on home ice. And so they are completely comfortable with how he will be able to play in that game. But you're right. Uh, the, the team that's playing in front of Stuart Skinner now is playing much better than the team that played in front of Skinner and Campbell the first 12 games of the season. Oh, yeah, because I guess what, like when Campbell got sent down to the, uh, to the AHL, he actually uh, had a little bit better of a save percentage than Skinner. But I understand why he got sent down because nobody's taking that contract. No. no. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, in a perfect world, Campbell will find his game and he and Skinner will be the, the goaltenders come playoff time in Edmonton. But right now, uh, he is, his game in the minors has not been good enough for that to be a possibility. That's fair enough. That makes sense. <clears throat> I know I Any have other one questions? more quick question for you guys. Sure. Yeah. So over the last several seasons when the Oilers have made that uh, those decent and impressive playoff push, we've, we've had um, some veteran some veteran mindsets in there like you could clearly tell the differences that like mike smith and duncan keith made in the locker room with the oilers just in leadership perspectives uh now we have gagne who's coming in and do you think this is kind of a two for question do you guys think that gagne is making a difference in leadership wise in the locker room and do you think the oilers moving forward are really going to need that mindset or their key players like mcdavid and dreisaitl are they becoming the leaders we need? I th yeah, that's a good question. I, I think they're hoping these guys, I mean, they're not kids anymore. They've... Well, I mean, Connor just played his 600th game. Yeah, I mean, That's four true. straight years in the playoffs all ended in in, a, in some form of disappointment. Perhaps the expectations were different from year to year. I, I, I think that's a good question about having uh, some sort of veteran... Um, I think Matias Ekholm, by the way, is in that category. I yes. wouldn't overlook that. But I think you heard the clip, too. Fogel made an interesting comment about the impact Duncan Keith had on him, seeing him prepare and practice every day. 
again, that's the thing. Could the Oilers bring in someone like that? That'd be great. But they can't get the cap and the... I mean, if if you go back over the last number of years, to me, the best trades at the deadline are teams that bring in role players that have won. Veteran role players that have been around and uh, can lend uh, a voice in a dressing room. This Oilers team does have good leadership with Leon and Connor and Nurse and Ekholm and Nuge. Now, it's not... I don't wouldn't call it a loud leadership group. Uh, they, I think they do most of their talking with their play and their work ethic and practice. Uh, I, I think in a perfect world, the Oilers will find a couple veteran guys at the deadline that can come in, guys that have been there before. I think that's key for any team. But the Oilers, again, are hard-pressed up to the salary cap, and they've got to find room to be able to do that. Yeah. These are better questions than earlier in the year. Like, <laughs> who's, who should be at traded, who who's should be forced to retire, who should be fired, though a couple guys did get fired. It's amazing what wins do. It changes everything. It does. It changes everything. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, 780-496-0063. Tell you what, we'll take a quick timeout. Uh, we'll get to Zach Hyman, who got his 22nd goal of the year. 5-2 Edmonton over Philadelphia. The Oilers have won six straight. They are now 19-15-1. This is Heartland Ford Overtime. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. The puck goes over to the right wing. McDavid's got it right wing corner. Centering pass. Backhand. Scores! Zach Hyman gets the pass from McDavid. Beauty pass from McDavid behind the back to Hyman in front. He goes to the backhand for his 22nd. McDavid with the assist. That was his 900th career point. He added three more tonight. Had a total of five as the Oilers beat the Philadelphia Flyers 5-2 down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Hyman. We were just asking uh, Ryan about just there's still some sort of head shakers that Connor seems to make even though we've all been watching it for so long here. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he does it uh, all the time, so uh, you never know what to expect. So uh, it's really fun playing with him, obviously, and he just makes plays that uh, nobody else can make, so that's why he is who he is. So. Were you surprised when that puck landed on your stick? No. I mean, I, I knew he saw me, and and then uh, I just went there because I figured he's going to get it there somehow and obviously made an unbelievable play to, to get it there. I just asked Ryan, but when you hear 900 and I guess 903 now, what, yeah. what kind of comes to mind? <clears throat> what do you think when you hear that for, for somebody like that? Uh, for him, it's just another number. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, he was happy we won, knowing him. But um, on the outside, obviously, just generational talent that's able to do that. Pretty special um, for the kind of the era that he plays in to be in categories where guys, um, you know, I don't know if anybody's even close in recent memory, right? So, pretty, pretty unbelievable and uh, pretty special to have the opportunity to play with him. When he makes a play like that, how satisfying is it to finish it off? And yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I mean he made a number tonight, obviously, and I was just one of however many um, that went in, right? So, um, yeah, it's always nice to put it in, especially when he's making a play like that. But uh, he probably makes more plays than not that uh, like that that don't go in, right? You just remember the ones that do. So, pretty cool. You're on a run yourself. Is this the best run you've probably been on? We'll just keep going in. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just 
kind of going out there and just refreshing and resetting every game and just trying to go out there and help the team win. So, um, obviously fun to contribute and, uh, and be a part of it. So you had an eight-game run, now a six-game run. Is this kind of what you expected out of your team from the start of the season? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's hard to tell when you're going to win an eight-game run or a six-game run. Hockey's unpredictable at times, right? I think the key for our group is just to play with a level of consistency that allows us to to give us a chance every night. And, and I think Stu's been doing that, and so is Picks, right? I think back there it starts with goaltending, and they've been phenomenal again, Stu, tonight. Uh, there were times in that game where we were outplayed, and, and he just shut the door and, and kept it tied. Um, so that, that helps a ton. So even when you were, had that eight-game run, you were kind of eight points back, and you'd wake up the next day, and then it'd be six, and then it'd be eight. Mm. You're, you're making the, the gains now. You're moving up. You're like 1.0 ninth. This is finally you know, refreshing to see that you've made some statistical progress. Yeah, uh, I try not to look at the, the stats. I, I think the only one I saw, which was I got a chuckle at, was the one uh, where it kind of showed, since I've been here, a record at Christmas has kind of been the same, even though each season's felt drastically different. So, um, But yeah, I try not to look at the standings. We're not even at the halfway mark. I think for us, it's just laying the foundation um, to be able to go and, and win every night, and, and we do that. You know, we've had a lot of experience in the playoffs. We know what it takes to get there, and, and now we know what it takes to to win, right? To win games, and it, it starts every day now, and, and building that sense of belief and trust and foundation of your game. So, um, obviously, very happy that it's coming to fruition here. That is Zach Hyman now twenty. Two goals on the season. Nice backhand finish tonight as the Oilers win again 5-2 over the Philadelphia Flyers. Connor McDavid opened the scoring, added four assists, five points for him. So two consecutive games uh, an Oiler has had five points. Uh, I posted this on Twitter earlier today. I guess i got to update it. Since McDavid debuted, there have now been 18 occasions of an Oiler recording five or more points in a game. McDavid has done it 10 times. Dreisaitl six, Nugent Hopkins once, and Warren Fogle once just the other night. So the Oilers are rolling. A lot of things are working. They will have their skills competition here at Rogers Place on Thursday night. And then their next game, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers, is going to be on Saturday. Ottawa Senators in town after having a rough go of it tonight in uh, in Vancouver, losing 6-3. It was 5-0 Vancouver after the first period. That's going to be a 6.30 face-off show with the puck dropping at 8. Just quickly updating those two games still going on. 9.5 left in the third. Maple Leafs leading the Kings 2-0. 8.5 left in the third in San Jose. Sharks and Red Wings in a 3-3 tie. Big thanks to Brendan Escott for gathering the post-game audio tonight. Also to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, and to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer. Oilers Hockey on 6.30 Chet presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. You can get more on the team more on this game on 630chet.com or globalnews.ca. We have been live in Studio 99 on behalf of Rob Brown. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers take down the Flyers 5-2. Have a great night.